Tuesday morning, Bo Thompson, Beth Troutman, and we're now joined by our good friend Brett Jensen, ace WBT reporter and the host of Breaking with Brett Jensen, weeknights, 7 o'clock here on the Great Colossus. Good to see you. Good to be here, I think. What's going on? What's going on? I'm just giving him the stink eye. <laughs> what, what happened? Well, okay. I, uh, I, I, you know, I t- t- take little tinkle breaks every now and again over the course of a show, and I was headed down the, <laughs> headed down the hallway, and Brett was here already, and he's usually not here on time. So I said, "Oh, <laughs> you're you're here early," and he looks at me and he's like, "Man, you look tired." <laughs> <laughs> the first thing he says to me. And I was like, dude, you don't tell a woman in her late 40s that she looks tired. Well, it's still early in the morning. It's not like I did it at 3 in the afternoon. I am tired today. Beth, you, you look like you got plenty of sleep last night. Thank I just you. want you to know that. Thank you. You could say, Beth, your oh, concealer so looks great. Oh, this is the normal look then. Yeah. Okay. This is what I look like. Yeah. This is what late 40s <laughs> what looks look like, like with sleep. <laughs> this is what I look like now. <laughs> I, just, I was trying. I was trying to lead you to water, and then you just like kicked the kicked the ball. I know. Out of the I way. wasn't even going to mention it. I wasn't even going to mention it. I just smiled at him. Actually, She's I didn't. Just smile. looking at me, like giving me the the daggers out of the eyes. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, you know, this is just what. This I didn't is mean what it in a bad way. Like. I just meant that you look like you're tired. Cool. <laughs> That's a, the best compliment I've gotten all day. Well, it was supposed to be a compliment. It was an observation. <laughs> Well, you know, oh, you know how long this show is? <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah. Oh, uh, I know. No, we, we, we love this show. We love having you here. You've had a big week. Uh, you had a, an exclusive interview last week that ran in two parts on your show on Thursday and Friday. And uh, thus far, uh, easily the most access anybody has been given one-on-one to the CMS superintendent, Crystal Hill. And probably the most access that anyone has been given to at least the last two superintendents when you include Ernest Winston. Um, and I don't know about Clayton Wilcox before then, but um, I would find it very hard to believe that anyone got an hour of one-on-one time over the course of two days to sit down with any of the superintendents recently. So, you know, we we did that. She was um, extremely nice with her time to be able to do that. And um, we went in a lot of areas that most most news outlets aren't going to go into, especially TV stations, because they've got... At, at best, and a special 10 minutes of, you know, video if they're doing a special. But, you know, I did it for a full hour and was able to ask a lot of different questions on a lot of different topics, um, and including, you know, teachers. Um, they can hire the teachers. They can't keep them. Um, they've had over a dozen people quit in the finance department over the last six months. And, and that's the finance department. I mean, that has nothing to do with academics. And then you see what happened. On Thursday and Friday, with the teachers getting the extra bonuses and then going, oh, our bad, we have to take that back. That was a by mistake that you guys got the bonus. And so, I mean, there was a, but we talked about a lot of things. We talked about, I mean, the chief operations officer, Brian Schultz, who really campaigned for her to come in and get the job at CMS, that he has turned in his resignation and he's going to retire extremely early. Like he's, I mean, he's put in his time, but he's still, I believe, in his, Early 50s, late 40s, early 50s. You know, he put in his, his 25 years. Yeah. And so he's leaving uh, or retiring, I should say. And so we went into all these things that you generally are not going to find in other media outlets. So it was, it was pretty good. And I will say this. The one thing she didn't do is give non-answer answers. 
So that I may not agree with some of her answers, but that's irrelevant. Or I may think some of her answers are not accurate, but she didn't give non-answer answers. She didn't give political answers. That's great. I mean, that's a great quality to have from leadership, right? I agree with you. 100% I agree with you. 100%. Did you uh, leave on terms that make you think that she'll do it again? Yeah, so it's funny you ask that, Bo. Uh, So we, as we're leaving, two things on on the first day uh, as she's leaving, you know, because there had been a lot of people within CMS that said, might want not want to do this with Brett. You know, you might not want to do this. And she did it to her credit. And then at the very end on Friday, the first day, I said, see, I just jokingly said, I said, see, I don't bite. And then she said, Brett, I don't bite either. I said, okay. So then the next time we show up on Tuesday morning, uh, I ended the interview and I said, okay, now, cause I want to, you know, I went after some pretty hard things. And challenged her on some a lot of stuff. And then at the end, I said, okay, let's end this on a good note for you. She goes, Brett, this has all been good. She goes, you're giving me a chance to explain and tell our side of the story. I said, great. So she seemed to be fine. And I sent her a personal email um, Tuesday afternoon telling her, you know, I appreciated her time and that she didn't have to give, give me all that extra time more than she's ever given anyone else. And just told her I really appreciated it. So when we come back, I've got a clip from it because, I mean, this was a, a pretty lengthy interview over, over two nights that was on your show. But we've got a, a, a piece coming up, which I don't know what we're about to hear because I haven't heard this part yet. This one is about uh, teachers and what they're trying to do to find out why all the teachers are leaving. They can get them hired. They just can't keep them. Well, and uh, when they, they get a, an unexpected bonus and then find out they have to, have to give it back... Uh, <laughs> I can't imagine that's going to do wonders. This latest story that Mark's reporting on today. By the way, you know who the first person that reported the story about the bonuses was? You. Oh no! Oh no! I found out like every, with everyone else. I found out Friday. People Magazine. I'm not even joking. People Magazine has a Charlotte correspondent, and they're the ones that broke the story. Wow. People Magazine. They know people. <laughs> It's interesting. Yeah, I, I I looked at the author. I'm like, I have no idea who that is. But yeah, People Magazine broke that story. Nine thirteen on WBT. So Brett Jensen got scooped by by People Magazine. Hey, if you're gonna get scooped, be, yeah. be scooped by a national outlet. That's right. Well, uh, and, and you scooped everybody else in Charlotte media with this uh, this hour plus interview, which we'll hear some of next with the CMS Superintendent Crystal Hill. <laughs> yep, Tuesdays are the days he does not have. Shuffleboard games scheduled. I'm just kidding. There are much more activities where you are. I mean, it's got a concierge. So, I mean, you know, the Brett Jensen palatial estate that I got to see over the holidays. Not not the inside, but I got to leave something for him at the front desk. You weren't allowed so, actually yeah. into yes, the premises. You right. just stopped it. Was stopped by the concierge. Yeah. Dropped off an adult beverage for the holiday season. You're like... Um, <laughs> You're like uh, Grubhub for, yeah. for for Jensen. I mean, I'm sure I would have been invited up. It's just that he wasn't there. He was off playing golf. Right? Maybe. 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 Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, of course, I would have shown you. I would have shown you around. I mean, it would. if you had 30 minutes for me to show you the place, yeah. <laughs> 30 minutes. It would, it would take that long to see every room, right? I just want to come and see your kitchen. <laughs> no, it's, 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 it's good. It's good. 
All right, so speaking of the kitchen, you've been cooking up some big interviews lately. And oh, this... look what he did there. <laughs> he is a master. He is a professional. He Ladies is... and gentlemen, that's called a professional. It is, I mean, shocking how good he is <laughs> at this stuff. Little, that was a little too, uh, I don't even know if I liked that one. No, I loved it. I, you're so good at this. Okay, I'll double down. Chef Jensen. Yeah. You had a show last week. Who was a guest in your kitchen? Uh, well, see, last week, Thursday and Friday, I... Dr. Crystal Hill. And this is a big interview because no one else has been granted the access that you got. And you guys, you talked for a, a long enough period that you you played it over two nights on your show. And Vi- still didn't use half of it. Oh, that's like, a, like the, the bonus DVD. Yeah. Uh, like deleted scenes coming out later. I, yeah, I think I'm going to string it all together. Yeah. For a podcast, maybe? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you ought to call that, um, what was the name of your old podcast? Oh, uh, outside the line. No, that's the ESPN. off the beat. Off the beat. Yeah. Off the beat. You should. You should. You should reboot it with mm-hmm. that interview. Anyway, let's talk about the interview that did air. This is part of it. When you talk to teachers, are you finding out teachers are finding out why they're not staying or why they're leaving? Have you? When you're trying to figure out, okay, we get them, but they're not all staying. Have you found out yeah. why? Well, we do have a general like it's not robust. And so that's one of the other things that I've asked Nancy to work on is really taking a really good look at the employee life cycle, not just when people exit, but like we need to have a pulse on what how people are doing when they first get here. Like tell us about your onboarding experience, you know, kind of like you at the customer service. You know, did you feel like when you got to your school, you were well prepared? Did your principal support you? Blah, 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 blah. So she's working on that. Generally speaking, for, um, you know, a lot of our teachers are retiring. So that's thing one. We have a great retirement system in North Carolina. If you were hired before, they did some different things at the state. So a lot of our teachers are taking advantage of that. We are finding that some of our newer teachers are really having a hard time because they came in as COVID teachers. They only came in knowing how to teach through a virtual aspect. And then when they get to in person, it, it becomes a little bit difficult. So lots of different reasons. Um, Sometimes pay happens as well. Um, It's expensive to live in Charlotte or the Mecklenburg County um, area. And so while our supplement is really high compared to others, it's just really expensive to live here. But those are some of the reasons, um, generally speaking. And it's just, it is hard to teach. It's a lot. It's a lot different, certainly when I was in the classroom, even being a principal is really hard. The things that people have to deal with so much now is so much different than it was years ago, which is why um, I'm really, really tight on making sure that our job is to support principals and to support teachers so they can do what's best for our kids. That's why we're here. It's not for any other reason. And quite frankly, if they're not here, we don't have a job. So we better figure out how to serve them. So you can hear that entire interview uh, online, Brett Jensen, uh, Breaking with Brett Jensen podcast that uh, is posted each night. Have you gotten, what kind of feedback have you gotten since this aired? Uh, I've got quite a bit, actually. And, you know, that question specifically, um, someone who works within central office said that while a lot of the teachers were hired during COVID, um, were you know Zoom teachers? They said that's just simply not true. They said we couldn't find anybody. We we couldn't find anyone to deliver things. Nobody had jobs. There was mass shortages of teachers during COVID. You know, people were quitting. If you remember, like at one point they had to delay the opening of CMS because they didn't have any cafeteria or bus drivers, cafeteria workers or bus drivers. And so, 
there were people saying that's just factually inaccurate. Well, there may have been a few, not a a, a large amount like she's saying. And that's that's not me saying that. That's others within CMS saying that. And so, um, but yes, but I did get a lot of feedback and some people like upset at some of the things that she said. Some people agreeing with the things that she said. Um, a lot of people were surprised that I was able to get a, like a full two days with her or, you know, an hour over the course of two days. What was the, the thing that you learned that you were surprised by or that you found um, that you agreed with her on that you were that was unexpected to you? That's a great question. That's a really good question. Oh, gosh. I'd actually have to think about that, Beth. I, that's a really good question to look at both ends of the spectrum on that. Um because, you know, you go in to interview people that, not you, I'm just saying mm-hmm. as a general, the general you, when you talk with uh, people who are in leadership roles, they're, uh, sometimes people surprise you and, and surprise you in a good way. Uh, it, it can also happen that you're surprised in a bad way. I know that I've interviewed people that I thought I had a lot of respect for, and then you hear them answer some questions and you think, wow, you just... You lost me there, you know, but there I, I always love hearing the thing that is positive, that changes the way that you might view somebody or the lens that you might see somebody through. Those kinds of interviews are always, to me, the most fascinating ones because it, it, it might, um, I don't know, open your heart, open your mind. Not you, again, the right. general you. Right. Well, you know, the, I will say that just sitting here trying to think about it because, like I said, that's a really good question. Um, the, I will say that. There were t- when I brought up very specific people. Generally, the way CMS says that's a personnel issue, we don't discuss personnel. She never once said that. When I would bring up very specific people, I oh, think wow. I brought up one, two. I know I brought up. I brought up four different people, five different people. I brought up five different people, and not not once did she say, "I can't talk about." That's sort of where I was going when I asked, what's the response been? Did you hear from any of the people that you all talked about in that interview? I did. I heard from I heard from at least one. Yeah, I heard from one. I heard, they, they said, oh, and, and this was what it was. Oh, I heard I mentioned in your interview. And that's how that, that's how, the, and I said, I said, yes, you are. I said, rather prominently. And because it was a question that I was asking about, salaries and I said because the perception is that you brought in your people with making more money than they've ever made in their entire lives coming into CMS this cash cow I said the perception is you raised everyone else's salary like their her cabinet just so she could bring in these two people at such a high salaries I said this person started at 140 I said and then like nine months later got a raise that you gave her and then shortly after that you gave her another raise up to over 200,000. So she went from like in the mid 140s to over 200,000 in a few, six months, eight months. Wow. And so, uh, so, and this, so, you know, and Dr. Hill was like, no, that's not accurate. That's not, it's like, no, it, it, it is. Here's and, the printout. And then she said, and then she said, to her credit, she goes, you know, as I say this out loud and start talking through it, you're correct. That actually happened. She said, but it has nothing to do with the fact that I was trying to give my friends or people that I know hire salaries because she says she doesn't hire her friends. She hires people that are qualified. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta 
Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Tuesday morning, Bo Thompson, Beth Troutman, Brett Jensen's with us. So you've been following this story. Uh, this is, of course, today's voting day in New Hampshire. And a good number of New Hampshire voters actually got a robocall yesterday. Now, robocalls are nothing new. But this robocall, listen to this robocall. Voting this Tuesday only enables the Republicans in their quest to elect Donald Trump again. Your vote makes a difference in November, not this Tuesday. You recognize that voice? I do. I mean, it sounds janky. It doesn't sound smooth. It sounds like somebody pieced it together, and it doesn't sound, it's not a smooth transition all the way through. It's not a smooth transition. It's choppy. But it sounds like Joe Biden, The right? voice does, yes. Now, you're a, you're a radio guy. You're a broadcast professional, so you your ear is sort of trained to hear those those edit points you talked about, right? Yeah. yeah. Fair yes. point? And, yes, that's and, fair. And, and so you're actually a, a good person to have in here as an example. A lot of people don't realize Brett Jensen does not use headphones. Correct. So if, Which freaks me out, by the way. If you're walking through Why? the room. Do you, do you use headphones when you're having conversations with people? Always. On the radio. On the radio. Like, if you're doing like this, I can hear you just like we're having a normal conversation. But you I can't don't, hear the production. I, I got him two feet from me. What are you talking, are you talking about? Hello. <laughs> All right. My point is, is that you, your ear, even if you, whether you choose to wear headphones or not, you work in the business. So you're sort of looking out for edit points and stuff like that. If that same piece of audio is played and somebody's walking through the room and hears it on a speakerphone or or maybe it's you know like like a senior a lot of times we hear about seniors who get duped because they hear uh, the these people that call them and and, and are masquerading as someone else or they yep. actually use real voices you can see how this kind of thing could happen if you heard that and you're just walking through the room and you're not you don't have headphones on or you're not scrutinized it you might say that really is Joe Biden that was not Joe Biden even though he used this word what a bunch of malarkey. <laughs> the yeah, malarkey. Yeah, word. yeah. All right, so that robocall, not Joe Biden, was sent to a good number of New Hampshire voters yesterday. Right, encouraging Democratic voters to not vote in the primary. So um, I've been curious ever since as to what our cybersecurity expert, Teresa Payton, had, had to say about this, what she think about all this, because she's been warning us about robocalls and AI for years. Uh, Teresa's on with us right now. Good morning, Teresa. Good morning, Beth and Bo. And this is not a robocall deep fake audio. This is really mean. It's great to talk to you. <laughs> so when you heard this yesterday, what did you think? Well, I, I was disappointed that this day is here. I mean, Beth and Bo, we've been talking about this for a while. and um, and But there are a couple of things. That I think the good news is is that if you are in a moment where you pick up that phone and you listen – there's a couple of things that are off, right? His voice sounds a little hollow. His cadence isn't uh, President Biden's normal cadence of his voice. Um, and it does sound a little kind of like recorded, robotic, over-edited. Um, so I think if you have a moment to pay attention, it's obvious. But the question is, what happens the next time when it's not so obvious? I think the other thing that um, really struck me was whoever did this to the voters of New Hampshire – they went that extra step. They actually spoofed the phone number. So when you got that robocall coming into your cell phone, the caller ID 
said that it was from um, Kathy Sullivan. And um, so you might think it, it sort of gives it an air of authenticity. Kathy Sullivan is the former state Democratic Party chair who runs a super PAC for the Biden campaign. So I, I, there's so much to unpack here. How do you and can can I, I don't know, law enforcement, I don't know who looks into this. How do you find who's behind it? And if it's someone, if it's a nefarious actor outside of the U.S., say it's in Russia, say it's Iran. I mean, because we know that foreign entities, foreign governments are and have quote unquote hacked into our election process, you know, by by sending out misinformation, disinformation. And this is kind of the next level of that. What can be done if this isn't somebody within the United States? Not a whole lot, unfortunately. And again, this goes back to we don't have international accords that really talk about um, meddling in other countries' elections. And if you if you have citizens found to be meddling in other people's elections, other countries' elections, what are the repercussions for that? And, uh, you know, and here we are, the technology has outpaced the international laws and the international agreements on this. And, you know, to your point, Beth, um, it, it, how are we going to do attribution on this? So obviously there's an investigation underway. But I'm assuming that the platform that was used to generate the deep fake audio, probably a free platform. The platform that was used to spoof the phone number, if it is a paid-for marketing platform, they probably used aliases. Um, might have even set up a shell American company to pretend it was coming from an American company. We saw um, where na- nation states did this in the 2016 and 2020 elections where they set up fake companies and then used those to tap into marketing resources, which could be used for good, but in this case, obviously used to try to manipulate voters. Well, and you can see it happening on both sides. They could very easily easily have done the same thing with president and, you know, said something like, hey, you know, uh, no need to come out. Uh, the weather's bad. We've already got this thing in the bag and try to manipulate numbers that way. And, and again, when you listen, I'm glad you said what you said about the, the you, you can hear the slight edits in, uh, in the, the audio that we played. But we're we were expecting to hear that, right? Like if somebody said, I want you to hear this fake audio, you'd, uh, you'd, you'd be listening for, for notifications or indications that something was off. If you hear that audio and you're just passing by, right. or sometimes when you see, hear something you know, that goes through a couple of layers of, of, uh, of barrier, like, like uh, if we're talking right now uh, in this microphone, there are certain edits that you can't hear if that passed through the filter of a phone, right? Well, and if you're busy, say you're making dinner that, while yeah. you're listening to this and you're listening to it on your speakerphone in a voicemail form yeah. or, you know. So instead I mean, of instead of, uh, you know, concentrating all your attention to just that audio that we played, listen to it as if you're walking through a room and you're walking, you know, th- those things can be missed. Yeah, and when yeah. the voice sounds that close and and and, and, it, and sometimes it is that voice, it's just taken because we've done this on the air, Teresa, where you actually, you know, I may, Beth and I did this on the air one day where we had uh, you and me uh, talking to each other. Then you plug that into a system. Now, what it spit out wasn't verbatim us, but I've heard other examples of where it did it a lot better, and this is one of those cases. No, it is. And again, I think for everybody listening to your show, a couple of things to think about. So if you get one of these robocalls, and you're right, it could just as easily be Trump's voice or one of the candidates that have dropped out of the race, their voice. It only takes about 30 seconds of somebody's voice 
that you can pull from anywhere, a news interview, our radio interview, and then you can plug it into these deep fake audio platforms and have it saying things that person never said mm-hmm. um, with some level of, you know, kind of audio fidelity where it sounds like, well, I don't know, maybe Teresa or Bo or Beth said that. Maybe they did, maybe they didn't. So if you get one of those calls, one of the things you can do is take part of what they said and go to the campaign website and see on the campaign website, are they saying the same thing? So if it's saying things like, you don't need to go out and vote, or you need to take this action, go look at the campaign website and see whether or not on the official website it resonates what was just sent to you. That's going to be the best way to do your fact-checking. To your point, you might be busy, you might be cooking dinner, you might be driving the kids somewhere when you're hearing this voicemail. And so that can be a great way to sort of just cross-check by going to a different official source. we got to stop it there. We're up against the clock. Teresa, uh, thank you. We'll watch this story and stay in touch with you. Thank you, Beth and Bo. Be safe out there. Also want to uh, remind you that Teresa's book, Manipulated, Inside the Cyber War to Hijack Elections and Distort the Truth, is going to be out in its latest edition, new edition, with added uh, information that she's uh, provided there. That's going to be due and that's going to be available in April. But the uh, the link to pre-order the book is online today, Amazon.com and wherever you get books online. So uh, I'm, I'm excited about this. And you, you've you read the first version. Yes, and it is worth the pre-order to get this updated. And I've read the first version, too. We've all read the version, but not this version because it's the updated version. But we always like to let you know when things uh, by Teresa are out there because she is always working hard and bringing you the, the latest information. Final moments here with Brett Jensen, Bo and Beth on a Tuesday. Got to get your take on this hiring of Dan. I mean, I, I, I can't believe this. Or can I believe this? That they have made, made the decision to hire Dan Morgan as their GM, even though Dan Morgan was the assistant GM for the guy that just was here that uh, essentially <laughs> led us to nowhere. The only thing I can think of is that the, all the GMs said, all right, I'm going to bring in my people, bring in yeah. this, I'm going to bring in. And maybe Dan wasn't a part of their plans, the other GMs that they were talking about their plans. And maybe they didn't want to keep them. And so Dave kept him. Um, you know, look, Dan has worked his way up through the ranks. Um, at one point, he held the NFL record for the most tackles in a Super Bowl, I believe, um, you know, as a linebacker and when, when he played for the Panthers. They'd had to quit because of concussions. Um, and then, but he's worked his way up through the ranks, and he's now he's the general manager. The, the, the big question is, is there going to be, like every other team has, a vice president of football operations, a buffer that acts as a buffer between David Tepper and Morgan and the new head coach? Because right now there is none. That's why Dave's constantly on the phone, yeah. calling people, and inundating them with all his ideas and thoughts and concerns as opposed to having a buffer. And just about everyone has a vice president of football operations. Well, that's what I was kind of, Carolina Panthers. kind of getting at is that you could see Carolina Panthers fans waking up day going, wait a minute, what? Like this is part of the old regime that you just tried to yep. end. Right. And then the other side is, okay, this is a guy who, I mean, he goes all the way back to being a linebacker for the team and has worked his way all the way up. Yep. Uh, you would say done it the right way, right? Paid your dues. I think the only thing that makes it a little bit hard to swallow if you're a Panthers fan is he just was part of the previous administration. Right, and now, you feel like it's just more of the same. Right, but maybe it's not. Maybe that was the problem that this guy didn't get a chance to do his well, thing. Well, maybe. 
you know, and he was part of the scouting department before that. And so someone's, someone actually sent me a text message yesterday and said, do you think the Panthers will fire all their scouting departments, start all over again? Because obviously their draft picks have not been very good. Mm-hmm. And Morgan used to be a scout, and he was part of the decision-making process. And he may be one of the reasons. I don't No one will know if he wanted Bryce Young or didn't want Bryce Young. Like, no one will know. But, yeah, that's – it was very head-scratching. And they hired a consulting firm. They hired an outside consulting firm to find their next general manager. I want to be, in a, I want to be paid to be a consultant that's just like, ah, just hire the guy that's already there. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, he should check for $100,000. Right. This, this meeting doesn't need to be in person. Uh, you know, We'll just zoom it, and I'll tell you, that guy standing right beside you that I can see in the video, him. Him. Yeah, yeah. him. I don't know why I said that. Him. Him. 